Hey everyone, welcome back to Land Investing Online. Come unlock your potential freedom through land investing. Here at Land Investing Online, we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. To learn more, visit landinvestingonline.com. We even have a free Discord with tons of successful investors, including Ron and myself. Come learn from the best. Please subscribe and like this video, podcast, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever you guys are listening on. It means the world to Ron and I, and it drives this business forward. As always, guys, I'm Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Dan. Good to be here. Today, we're going to talk about a day in the life of a land investor. So what our days look like and what our members' days look like. But before we get into that, guys, let's go over a question from today's featured member. The question is, I got a purchase agreement back. And the deal looks great. After doing some due diligence, I realized there's a second name on the deed. I spoke with the seller and they said that it is their deceased husband. Is this a dead deal or what do I do from here? Nice. Um, this is something you're going to run in quite a bit, guys. People die. It's just uh, a fact of life. Um, so you're going to get the properties back where maybe a husband died, maybe a wife died, maybe a kid died, um, a parent died, and someone else is on the deed who is deceased. So what you want to look, this is extremely important. What you, what you want to look for on the deed is if it says right of survivorship um, anywhere on this. So this is called joint tenant with rights of survivorship. So basically what that is saying is when one person dies on the deed, when one person passes away on the deed, the other person has full rights to it. Without, a right, without rights of survivorship, and this is going to matter state to state, but right, right of survivorship is a national thing. Like it's it's on deeds in every state, if that's how they decided to do it. If it doesn't have right of survivorship on there, run it by your title company, first of all, to make sure. Um, if it doesn't have right of survivorship on there, it might need probate. Um, it might go to their heirs. So let's say it was a brother, two brothers or something. One of them passed away. The one who passed away, it might go down to their kids and they'll have that 50%. Um, but the writer survivorship, if it has that on there, so it's, if it's husband and wife, a husband passed away and it says writer survivorship on there, then the wife is going to have full rights to it. All you need there is a death certificate typically. So you send the death certificate, your purchase agreement to the, uh, title company and they should be able to take care of everything from there. If it's a different situation where it doesn't have that, you're going to have to, it's going to matter state to state. So you're going to have to run that by your title company. Hopefully you have a contact. If not, a Google search can answer a lot of those, but uh, definitely not a dead deal. Definitely keep on looking into this. Most husband and wife situations is going to be right of survivorship from what I've seen in the past. Yeah, really good information. And that's a good question. And that, that comes up all the time when you're buying deals. They just, it's something that you'll see consistently. So get comfortable with it early on. Um, but yeah, definitely not a dead deal, like Ron said. Let's get into today's show, guys. A day in the life of a land investor. First, before we hop into that, let's talk about what does land investing and entrepreneurship mean to us? I guess, why did we start this, Ron? What does entrepreneurship and, le and land investing mean to you? The main thing, like I've, I've always had been driven to do things like on my own or with Daniel and I have done a lot of other businesses, not everything succeeded um, like land has, but we've done a lot of other businesses. And the thing that I've always liked about that is being my own boss is extremely um, incentivizing to me. Also, the just the freedom it brings. Like I, I don't have I, I keep myself pretty on it as, as we'll talk about, I'll keep myself on a schedule. Um, with land, but I have the option to work from anywhere. 
uh, with land, especially. Um, and that, that's what it really means to me. That's why I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. I've looked into things that are going to keep me in one place as far as potential businesses and stuff like that. But it's just not something I love the freedom of location that this brings me. So that's really what land, I guess, a combination of what land and entrepreneurship uh, mean to me, Dan. Yeah, definitely to me too. Uh, the biggest thing for me is probably, like you said, the location freedom and the time freedom. All businesses, guys, and at the end of the day, if you're doing them well, they're going to bring you some sort of financial freedom. Um, some are a lot harder to achieve than others. This is one of the ones that's very, very lucrative and you can get there pretty quick. Um, but the time freedom and location freedom this brings me is just, that's why we started this and that's why we push this and that's why people come to us. People always say when they come in our Discord, I, we ask them, we introduce ourselves, tell them welcome to the group and ask them a little bit. And they always say like, I'm looking for more freedom a lot of times and that we hear that over and over and over again. And even if they don't see it, they go around things and talk about the location or how they want to be remote or whatever it is. And it all comes back to that freedom. But I, I think... Dan, to add one more thing, and I because we've talked about this in the past, and I see it from you quite a bit, um, is we're both extremely competitive people, whether it was playing sports growing up or anything like that. I think entrepreneurship, like we treat it kind of like a game, I think, Dan. Um, like we, a lot of times we're competing with ourselves. Like we're competing with what we did last year or what we did last quarter or something like that. But the competitive nature of like wanting, there's always another deal out there for us, especially in this business. Um, I, I think that really, I think competitive sports oriented people who grew up playing sports and stuff, I think they're kind of drawn to entrepreneurship a lot too, because that can, can competitive uh, nature of it. Exactly. It is like a game, even like when you get to a certain point, guys, the money's just going to be money and yes, it's great. And, um, your legacy and whatnot, but it's really like what gets you, it's not what gets you up in the morning after a certain amount of time. It's you, there, there's so much more to it, I think. And the money is a sign that what you're doing is working so that like that competitive nature that ron's talking about the more money you make typically the better land investor you are so that's like a kind of like monopoly if you're playing that board game the more cash you're stocking up you know it all comes back to that but no the money's great and that's why we do it that's why we got in it but at a certain point there's more to it but i want to talk about the challenges a little bit so we just talked about all the freedom entrepreneurship land investing has challenges. The biggest challenge for that I see is that first six months. And I'm going to talk about this later in the show when we talk about people with nine to five jobs and balancing that a little bit and the routine that you have to build around that. Um, but it has its challenges. And the biggest challenge is the first six months or so to stay consistent, to keep pushing through when you're not getting deals, when deals are falling through, when your property's not selling, whatever happens in your business. It's always unique to you. Um, everyone's situation is different. But there will be challenges. There always is. You're not going to get through this typically very easily, I don't think. So that's that's what I wanted to bring up. So we talked about the freedom it brings and all that, all of that, but there's also challenges with it as well, and you have to stay consistent. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's uh, those first six months, and if you make it past those first six months in this business with consistency, typically there's a high, high level of success. Um, a high, high success rating, being able to quit your job or stuff like that. 
that's where I feel really good about our members, stuff like that. Once they get past that point, when they've been consistently sending mail, because they're getting the hang of things, they believe in the process and they're probably, they're making money by six months if they've been consistent. Damn. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. Those first six, six months can be tough. And our, our daily, we're going to talk a lot about our daily routine too. And then I'm going to talk back when I had online businesses as well, when I had a nine to five job, because I feel like that's what more people relate to than yep. what Ron and I situation is now. But Ron and I had a decision to make, and we talked about this, I think yesterday at some point, we had a decision with a coaching student we did. We had a decision to make. Do we want to grow the business or do we want to, you know, do we want to grow the business and build employees and build a culture and build an office and, and scale and scale and scale? And that's very hard to do. Or do you want to stay at one to two million dollars and make one to two million dollars just working the two of us and maybe a virtual assistant? Um, which is a ton of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of work on your plate. The, uh, the more you scale and the more people you hire, your problems get bigger, but it's almost like less tedious work. And I don't like that type of tedious work. I'd rather have big problems and less like tedious in the weeds work. So we had that decision to make, do we want to scale this and, and build a culture and a company? Or do we want to stay, you know, making one to $2 million a year just with us two and maybe a couple others. And we made that decision to grow it. Um, it was without a doubt. I mean, that's what I've always wanted to do. There wasn't a doubt in my mind, but you might be at a point where you're fine just working by yourself. And that's kind of what you need to decide at some point. Like you got to think bigger. If you want to take this to the next level, you have to think bigger because I'll tell you right now, building a $1 million land investing business is fairly easy. I mean, if I, I think if I were to throw all my stuff out right now, have no deal flow and start it now within six months, I think we could have a million dollars in the pipeline. Um, just from all our knowledge and everything we built. But if you want to take that 1 million to 10 to 20 million and tell me I need to build a team of 20 and build a culture and keep people on the team and keep people wanting to work for us, there are so many more challenges with that. It becomes really, really, really difficult. And the decisions and processes are just, it's hard to explain. Like you have to start looking at the culture and your employees' well-being instead of just looking at the numbers. It becomes less about the numbers and more about getting people to move in the right direction, Ron. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of getting into our, actually one more thing, Dan, I want to touch base on. If you guys, like Daniel said, if you guys are trying to do this by yourself, um, I think it's going to cap around 700000 to a million dollars. Like if this is just you, um, Cause I think people probably want to hear that answer. If it's you and a partner and a VA, like, like Daniel said, one to $2 million, I think is possible. But after that, like to get a $20 million business and not everyone wants that. And that's what we had with that coaching student yesterday. We had just a, I was just blunt. Like before you, we talk about like what you need to do to grow. He, he's doing well. Like he's doing really, really well. He's on pace to probably do half a million to a million this year, pretty much by himself. Um, but if you want to turn that into $5 million a year, like we need to build some systems out. We need to be more efficient with time. Um, but yeah, I think one to $2 million with a partner and a VA is kind of maxing it out, to be honest. Um, but yeah, going on to that like day-to-day -day and like the difficulty of this, Dan, uh, my day-to-day -day has changed so much as we've, uh, and we'll go into this deeper, as we've hired, like my day used to be all pricing and title work and this stuff. The stuff that like the day-to-day -day stuff that I do is basically pricing because it's still something that we haven't hired out. Um, we're not really ready to hire out at this point. And then approving deals, essentially. Everything else is based on systems, based on bigger picture stuff. Um, and we're trying to really develop our systems because we know how important, important that is. But uh, 
yeah, I don't know, Dan, if you want to get into uh, kind of what our day to day is. I didn't go very deep into that. Yeah, let's, there, let's but, talk uh, about where you want to go. From let's there. talk about our day to day, and then we'll talk about when we had nine to fives because we both did that, and then we'll talk about that because yep. that's going to relate to more people. But I think seeing what our day to day looks like might help these people make that decision we're talking about. You know, do you want to start hiring people and and posting jobs and filtering through applicants mm-hmm. versus you know mm-hmm. sitting on in your Excel sheet and um, just doing the work yourself? So that's what we'll talk about. So let's get into what our day looks like. First off, I wanted to bring up, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio right now. I'm from, or I live in Tampa, Florida. So I came up here for a few reasons. One, Ron recently moved back and I have family up here. So I spend time with all the family. But two, like a big part of this was we. I wanted to one, find an office and um, an office space to build this company. And two, I wanted to find employees to put in that office. And that was a big part of my mission being here. Um, and we did, we got an office and that's just one of the perks of being land flipping or being a land flipper. Like I was able to come up here. I've been here th- going on three weeks. Um, so that's a big part of it. But we just invested in office space and um, we, we spent a lot of time searching for those last couple of weeks, Ron. So a lot of our day has been focused on office space and employees. And that's our, our what our current focus is right now is hiring. Um, and we need to hire a few positions. Most likely we start with one and then kind of just kind of keep going from there. But right now we're looking for another salesperson. Um, so that's kind of what we're focused on at this point. Yeah, I think that's kind of you every, every day I go into something, Dan, like I have my little tasks like that are kind of repetitive or just th- I, I think repetitive is the best way to do it. Say it, whether it's pricing and deal approval is probably the number one thing that I need to do every single day to keep our business running. That's not something I want to do long term as far as and that's why we're hiring and stuff like that. But that's something. And then I fill my days the other hours of my days with big tasks, whether it's hiring, whether it's training, which is a huge task, really training someone, um, hiring is a giant task and then system stuff like that. But like Dan said, like investing in an office or something like that, like that's a big deal. And we were really big when choosing an office because it's not just us in the office. Like there's other people, there's a general area and then we have our own private office space as well. But the culture in the office was extremely important to us getting something that's going to attract employees in Ohio because we're doing this in Ohio. We're not doing this in Tampa um, where Daniel was. That's where we're trying to kind of build out our businesses in Ohio. Um, So just getting a culture, a place with a culture that's going to attract employees is really important to us, Dan. Um, And like you said, like it doesn't sound like a huge job. Like if I was looking back at this two years ago, like it wouldn't sound like a huge job, like just picking an office, office, just go pick one. Um, but it was a really big deal to us. It's a big investment as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's been a big uh, key for us these last few weeks. Yeah. And I want to talk about daily routine a little bit, um, just like what we do on a daily base now. So like we'll talk because this is a life in, as a land investor. So obviously you guys all have your own routines. You might have family. Um, you might have to take your kid to school. So obviously the first thing you do when you wake up, you go through your routine, whatever it is. For me, I wake up, I read, I get some sunlight. Um, I go out on my deck. I've been going out on the deck here or I go outside, take my dog on a walk. Then I get some work done. Then I typically go to jujitsu either in the morning or at night. Um, and then I go to my office. And when I go to my office, there's multiple things right now. We talked about how we're looking to hire. Um, but another thing that Ron and I are really focused on, um, one, we have a lot of other investments going on. So we're looking to bring our capital to real estate and rental properties. And we're looking at syndication deals right now. So I always spend about an hour of looking where to put my cash and company cash and all that stuff. Usually an hour a day or so of that. 
But right now, and I had a meeting last night with a mastermind group I'm in, we're focused on systems and processes. Yesterday, Ron and I were in our new office space and he was literally just zapping things and we're looking for ways to change our phone system and looking for ways to really systemize and, and get our processes down. Um, and in my mastermind last group, we talked about systems and processes. So that's going to be a big focus this week, this week and next week for me. And I would literally go in, I have a bunch of notes in my notebook, I'll open it up and I'll try to systemize and process and get processes in it for every role that we have. So we, and the goal is to get those processes down and those systems down. So then you work backwards from there and you know exactly what each employee has to do with their role to make sure it's getting done efficiently and make sure they're hitting their KPIs. So for like a pricing guy, maybe, you know, it's getting out 20,000 price mailers a month, maybe for a title person, maybe it's getting through uh, responding to buyers and sellers within, you know, X amount of time or getting it past due diligence within 12 hours or whatever it is. Like you have to, you come up with that top level, um, metric that moves your business that drives the needle. And then you kind of work backwards from there. And that's what I'm spending a lot of my time doing this week. And I'm excited to jump into it today. I have a bunch of things written down, but like role charts systems, that's a lot of our day as we're scaling this business guys. Yeah. I like that a lot. So similar to Daniel, like I'm going to go through my day kind of like Daniel did. Um, I, I wake up, I like getting outside when I wake up, I turn my phone on, do not disturb. So I don't really, I don't look at my phone. I'll turn off my alarm and then I get up and I'll usually drink water, take a, take a few vitamins. Um, and then I'll go on a walk. So I, I live on a pretty private drive. So I'll just walk probably half a mile to three quarters of a mile just to get outside, especially, I mean, in Ohio, I know I'm not going to probably be able to do this here in a few months when it's December and January, but that's kind of my, I love doing that when I first get up uh, the night before I always have a to-do list for the day. So I try to get detailed. And like I said, like I try to get the things that I just need to get done that day and then I'll fill it in with bigger picture stuff. Um, usually my to-do list will take three, four hours in a day. I don't, I do it throughout the day and then I'll fill stuff in with, uh, other big, big picture tasks. Um, so yeah, one, after that, um, I, 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 I did work out in the morning for a while lifting and stuff, but I've been doing that kind of in the middle of the day to break up my day, day a little bit. Um, our, one of our perks of our office is it does have a, a gym in there. So we do that in the middle of the day, um, and then get back to it. Uh, like Dan said, uh, one thing, one thing I've struggled with over this last month or so is prioritizing things. Not, not necessarily prioritizing, but um, breaking things up into what I need to get done. And I'm trying to do too many things at once, too many big picture things at once. Like Dan said, I've been doing Zapier quite a bit here recently, trying to do that. Um, and opposed to just focusing on one section of Zapier, I've been focusing on doing everything at once. And it's just not possible. So what I'm working on right now is our deal funding and making sure that system and processes. So when we fund other people's deals, make sure this is smoother for both ends, um, me and, uh, or us and the uh, manager or the partner. So that's something that I'm currently working on. But yeah, those, that's pretty much like, it's nothing crazy, Dan. Like you said, a lot of it, the pricing and the deal approval is something that I do every single day because it's something that needs to get done and it's our business and what runs our business. I think for you, Dan, it's probably the sales stuff right now. You're making sales calls most days. Um, and then we fill it in with these big picture things that are going to help us grow. It, it's not going to affect us this quarter. Like it's just not, it's going to help maybe, but a year from now, like what our quarter three, is it quarter three, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. What quarter three of 2023 is going to be affected by this is going to be drastic. So that's what these bigger picture things do. Hiring is not something that's going to help you 
this week or next week. It's going to add to your work and it's going to put at expenses. But in two, three months, what hiring does does for your business is insane. Yeah, exactly. And it's I love to see the progress too. Like I've been obsessing over um, certain metrics with our business. And I, and I think I'm obsessing over them because they take so long. Like they take so long and so much consistency to get them done. And right now, the one that comes to mind is like, our YouTube performance on, on this business land investing online. Like I, I am constantly on there looking at the analytics and stuff because it's so much front end work. Like we're recording this. We've been recording this for a long time. We do three a week. We're consistent with it. We're doing other things. We're doing a little paid ads and like we're doing all these different things and just trying to stay consistent with it. Um, but like Ron said, that's just one of the things that this work that we're doing now for hiring and, um, trying to think what else, getting our role chart, like me spending 40 hours this week and next week on just our role chart and systems. That's not going to help us now. Like it might with ease of mind, but it's not going to pay off now. It's probably going to take money and time. Um, but over time that stuff does. And like yesterday I invested, um, we invested as a company $10,000 in SEO. Um, and that's just one of those things. Like you got to invest for things in the future, not now. And yeah, it's gonna. That's gonna be one of those other things I'm probably obsessing over, looking at our Google Search Console and results, and trying to see the trend and how we're going up and stuff. But that's something in six, eight, ten, twelve, three years type of thing too. Uh, that stuff's gonna start paying off, and that's one of the keys to growing a business, guys. Don't look at what's gonna help you now. You got to spend a lot of the time on positioning your, get yourself in the right position. Now that's what you can do. Position yourself now for future results. And that's what it's all about. Like you can get yourself in the right formation and position now, but those results aren't going to come until you get to the 50, 60, 70 yard line. Um, mm -hmm. but let's talk about my role then a little bit. Cause Ron talked about his and I kind of missed that. My main role with the company right now, I have a role chart up is financing and acquisitions. So we are our financing department and acquisitions. That's what I'm in charge of on the road chart right now. And we're constantly changing and tweaking this. Um, we really both do financing. Um, but like my main role right now is acquisitions. And then I also do a decent amount of deal analysis. Ron does a lot more than I do. Um, but when he needs my help or wants some second opinion or whatever, I'll do some of that. So I make sure to prioritize those when I need to. And then obviously just training employees and building a culture is like my, my, main role right now honestly i'm trying to build a good culture with good employees who like to work here who are excited to show up every day who want to change the world like having that type of mentality that's that's really my main focus to be honest is just building a culture and a company um but yeah so every day i'm making calls on the acquisition side training salespeople when we have them um going over deal analysis with salespeople and employees and things like that is makes up a, a lot of my my day but let's talk about ron since we talked about us enough let's talk about how to organize your day if you have a nine to five job and i'm very versed with this and ron is too because ron was a coach before when we started this business and i uh was an outside salesman going around to customers all week driving thousand miles a week um 700 miles a week or so so we're, we're both very versed with this, Ron. Let's talk about that. You want to jump into it? Yeah. So when, uh, I mean, I didn't do this for too long of a time, like overlapping. Cause once we realized like what land could do for us, I think we both did within six months, Dan, like really realize that this is real. Like this can make a ton of money. This can be a real business. And that probably took three to six months before we really realized that. Um, but yeah, so when I was a full-time basketball coach, a college basketball coach, so I had to deal with recruiting, um, traveling for games. And this was in season when we started. Uh, so there is so much going on, 
But at the end of the day, you just need to find, and I, I responded to someone in Discord today, Daniel, who was asking the same thing. Like they have other priorities. They have kids, work. Like how, how do you make this work? Is it possible to make this work? Like, yeah, it's possible. What I told him was you need to make consistent strides exactly. every single day um, and find your time you're going to work on land, whether it's 9 to 10 p.m. every single night or 5 to 6 a.m. every single night. It doesn't have to be six hour days. It, it just can't. Like you're not going to be able to sustain if you have a W-2 and then try to work six hours on land with kids. Like something's going to break, um, whether it's a relationship or just you're just going to break down. So one thing you need to do every single day, seven days a week, is move your land business forward. Maybe it's watching for the first two weeks. You're watching a module every single day. Two weeks and you watch a module every single day of our course, you're going to know you're going to be done within two weeks. So two weeks time and you could be done. You could be educated instead of overthinking the, the process. Um, and that's just an hour a day. You might be able to do it a little sooner than that, honestly, Dan. Uh, you know, it's probably 14, 15 hours of uh, education. But uh, that, that's the main thing, Dan. We, we did it. It was I wasn't as systematic as I'm saying right now because I was so driven to make it work. Um, I probably was working three hours a day or something like that on land. I would answer calls like we did everything. Dan and I were tag teaming pretty much everything we were doing. So it was something that uh, it took a lot of time, effort, but it, it definitely paid off. And that's what we try to push to our students, uh, coaching students and just our members in general is like, yeah, it's difficult when you have a W-2 and you're doing this. But you do this for three, six months, like you can really build something and put yourself in a position if you want to be able to quit your job. Yeah, exactly. Like Ryan said, it's just about moving the needle forward. It doesn't always need to be massive strides. <clears throat> when you have a weekend or a long weekend and you're off work, yeah, maybe have a six hour day every once in a while to really take leaps. Or maybe your family's out of town or you're on business vacation, you have hotels at night to do work. Like make sure you eventually. Uh, Every once in a while, you have to make those big leaps, I think. But like on a day-to-day -day base, you don't. Like just move it forward. I used to I used to wake up and I, I'm kind of a morning person, but not before like 6 a.m. I used to wake up at like 5 a.m. Um, when I had a W-2 job and I would just work from like 5 to 6.30 a lot. And I eventually like, this isn't good, but I would, I would be so tired sometimes. I would lay in my bed and open my laptop and be in my bed still and not get out and work from my laptop. And I would, I would watch like modules on education, on marketing, because I had different online businesses. I would watch Google ad stuff and I would just make sure whether it's like applying to get your LLC or getting your EIN number or getting your bank, like one thing a day like that really adds up and you'll have a full-blown business before you know it. And that's what it's all about. And I think once you realize that, you just need to push the needle forward. You don't need to make these major leaps. It gets a lot easier on yourself too, because you put less pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think like you've talked about quite a bit before, Dan, you need something to motivate you with this. Like maybe you just love it. You love flipping land. You love buying and selling land. Maybe you're just extremely driven to get out of your nine to five job. Maybe it's for your wife, your kids, like you want to be able to travel with them. Um, and that's got to drive you on those. It's easy when you're motivated, guys. And you can think about a day like when you're extremely motivated and you're probably overworking or stuff like that, but you're just motivated. Like you have something in your head that's pushing you, but you need to be able to get up and do something on those days when you're not feeling motivated. And your why is such a big motivator in that factor. So think about that. Think about your why. Why are you interested in land when you have a W-2 job? Um, and most people, it's because they want to get out of that nine to five uh, grind, Dan, and kind of get some freedom. Um, and that's what we're selling here. 
with land like that's what land is it's the freedom so i think having that like you've talked about in the past exactly and that's all i have i think that was a lot of information there you learned about what it looks like to take your business to the next level and where where you kind of change your attention and where your attention goes versus at first with that nine to five that's all i have do you have anything to add ron no i think that was really good and valuable i know we kind of went pretty long on this one guys hopefully you guys enjoyed it if you guys always in the comments guys if you have uh if you have any suggestions, tell us in Discord. There's a suggestion uh, spot on Discord for, we, we want to produce content. Not not that's going to reach a million people, but that's going to affect 100 people or 150 people. Like, I don't care about that. Like, we want to be able to like, get get content for you guys that's going to be valuable to you. I'd love to, to have a million views on a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, we'll take one for a minute. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining. To get started and to unlock this freedom we talked about in this episode, visit landinvestingonline.com. Join our free Discord where Ron and I are involved. Please like and subscribe our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys are listening on, guys. It means a ton. Other than that, thanks for joining. We'll see you guys next episode. Thanks, guys. 